Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Are right, we rolling to hour number two? Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776 to be part of the conversation. Kind of wide-ranging Friday conversation, of course, with the divisional round games we will get into and break them down and even get into the betting side of things. And in the meantime, on the football front, ESPN New York is presenting an evening with Garrett Wilson, hosted by us, Barton Hahn. It's an intimate event in the Big Apple with the Jets star wide receiver. And for your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, it includes food and beverage, by the way, Bart. You can go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. It's an evening with Garrett Wilson and also Barton Hahn. And it is brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. So, all right, let me respond to the call that we had just got before the break about this report. Now, actually, it originated from Mark Stein, who's been a fantastic NBA reporter for years, has great contacts. And he uh, has been saying that the Knicks have been targeting a handful of players that could help them fortify the bench. And you heard some of the names. It was ranging from Jordan Clarkson uh, to uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Terry Rozier, and Alec Burks. And you and I both know I've said this a number of times. If I had to put my money on one thing, right, if you put four for those four on the table and just put my money on – which one? I would put it on Burks. I put it on Burks, not because I think it's the best fit. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with familiarity because he's already been here. They do trust him as a ball handler. He does fit needs. It's not high-end fit, but it's still there. But I just think it's the cheapest option when it comes to what the cost will be, not contractually, but what it'll cost you as far as assets. You're not going to have to give up a lot to get yeah. it. And the Knicks want to hoard their assets for the summer. And I've been telling you this, and I hope people will listen to me. They will hoard their, their, their assets for the summer because that's when I think you make the bigger move. Their roster-changing move already happened. It was OG Ananobi. It happened already. All right, You're not going to disrupt their roster again. Yeah. Now, the other names, Jordan Clarkson would be a great piece to have as a scorer oh, off the bench. A guy that can create. Yeah. Oh, my God. You'd love it. But you know what? Take a look at the standings. The Utah Jazz are suddenly making their way up the standings. They are over 500 after a bad start to the year. And you think Danny Ainge has any interest in, A, moving him, B, moving him to the Knicks at a reasonable cost? We all know Danny Ainge will always make you pay a tax. There's that. Uh, Terry Rozier has three years left on his deal. Is that really something you want to do? Who's that? They got three years on their time? Terry, Terry Rozier. He's got a couple of years left on his deal. Yeah, Scary Terry is a guy that I think that can come here, and if you get him, he can be he can be a uh, mainstay. I mean, he's a professional scorer. I think he'll fit well. He played in Boston. He's familiar. I like Scary Terry. I I like him as a scorer. He doesn't really bring it in any other area. He's got one more year, and then a partially guaranteed uh, second. So he's really got two and a half. 
you got two years left with a partial guarantee. I just don't know if I want to commit to that when I think I could do more in the off season. Like so, I, I don't know about that one. So I, tell I, me, so so tell me. And this. then, and then so Malcolm Brogdon, I think it'd be a phenomenal fit. High IQ player, already knows how to come off the bench, solid vet, all the things that you would want. You know, can handle the basketball, crunch time. You trust him to make the right plays, like all those things. It, what's it going to cost? Yeah. So, like, what's it, how many assets you got to give up for? Because you know, Portland is trying to. They're an asset. They're an asset collection mode yeah. right now. Yeah. So I'm there's that. Jeremy Grant hasn't been traded by them. I, I am too, but apparently he doesn't want to. So there. So so that's what I mean. But with the name, so the, that's what I say. And then the quickly on Dejounte Murray that everybody now. I, I walked around the garden yesterday. You know how many people came to me? We really need to get this guy. We got to get this guy. And I looked at him. I said, Do you see the names that are now involved in the whatever the sweepstakes are going to be to get him at the trade deadline? And Landry Fields, who's the GM of the uh, of of the Atlanta Hawks, he is he's played this very smart. He's let it leak out that they're willing to move, and then he's let teams start to like jump in at we want to get him. Lakers definitely want to be in on him. The Lakers want to improve their roster, and he certainly would do that. They are not good enough defensively in the backcourt. Then there's the Brooklyn Nets, who are also very much interested in this. Are the Knicks interested? Of course they are. But you're seeing a price suddenly start to go up. If Pascal Siakam drew three first-round picks and he is going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, and he got three picks, it's essentially a rental until you can get him signed. You, all you have is his bird rights. So you're telling me that you think with other teams that are from big markets, Nets and the Lakers, are also involved in this. You don't think that the price is going to drive up to a point where you're going to have to give up a lot more than you really want to. I just don't see the Knicks doing it and disrupting the roster again because you're moving a couple of players and you'd be changing your starting five one more time. That's my my thing. So that's why any fan that is hoping for DeJounte Murray, I'm telling you to lower your expectations and hope you're pleasantly surprised. That's what I would say. Yes. So, So tell me this, right? Um... What one player would you take, and then what two players are the best allocation? What do you mean by allocation? Okay, okay, bam. Your dream pick. Who's that guy? Is it Deontay Murray or? You mean as far as who's available or my dream player fit for the team? I'm saying saying out of all the options you just said, you can only get one or you can get a combination of two. Right. Which two? Because we know that two may equal the price of one. Yes. Right? Deontay might be – Cost you more than say Burks and Brogdon, right? So what what's the best value and best bang for your buck? I'm probably not doing Burks and Brogdon, right? I, I don't think I'll be doing that, but I might because Burks then isn't because we've seen Burks play the point guard position with the Knicks and nobody liked it. Although Tibbs trusted him, but it was workable. Yeah, you get in a pinch. But if you're moving Grimes right now, I, I need somebody that can play. You know, you got Josh Hart. Um, yeah, I, if I'm doing two, those are the two. I don't know. I mean, Rozier might just be for me. I don't know if I want the contract another year. Right, like that. That's how I look at it. Gotcha. Twenty twenty four million dollars. I I don't think I want. Yeah, that's a, that's that. a lot of money. Yeah, that, that's a lot of money. So that's why I would say probably not on so that Burks one. So Burks and Brogdon. 
So if I had a choice, I might go Burks and Brogdon if you say take two instead of one. But and that one would be what? Would it be would it be Donathan Mitchell or would it be um DeJounte? Well Mitchell I've heard Mitchell's not getting moved till the summer. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's not getting moved. The, the Cavs right now are in the top six. The Cavs are playing well. So they're going to hang on and just, just do the best. They, they see how good they can be and continue to try to sell to Donovan Mitchell that this is a place you want to stay. And everybody knows he just wants to come to New York. Now, whether it's the Knicks or the Nets, I think he's going to find his way here to New York, one or the other. And therefore, if you're asking me one of the two, I've already removed Donovan Mitchell. I think Murray would be a good fit with the Knicks. I just think it would disrupt things again. And then DiVincenzo but, but, goes to your bench, but does that solve your problem of a backup point guard? I don't think it does. But much much like why the Pacers made the move for Siakam is because they want to get these guys to start getting that chemistry. And you could lose some games as they try and figure it out, like you, we saw you, you, with the you Clippers. What you missed what I said. Uh-huh. I don't think it's – like Jalen Brunson still has to play 40 minutes. Got you. Like, now, the argument is, well, you can slide Murray over to the point guard position when Brunson goes out because he's done that before. That was the plan in Atlanta that never happened. So I just don't know if he does solve that. I don't think Murray solves that idea of the guy off the bench that can play the point guard spot, and I think Brogdon does. So that's why I'm saying what I'm saying about Brogdon. I think he solves your problem about Brunson having to just the weight of the minutes that he has to play because when he's off the floor. And Deuce McBride, God bless him, I love the kid, but you could see in the minutes it's not that he's not trying. It's not that he can, he just has a hard time getting the team into an offensive set. He has a hard time playing a two-man game that doesn't involve him being the primary scorer. It's just who he is. And so I don't have that much time to wait to see if he can develop into that guy. Now, quickly was a score-first guard, too, but he also knew how to get an offense into place. And that took him about two years, by the way, everybody. It didn't happen overnight for him. He struggled early with that stuff, but then he got into it. He was very good last year, and he was really good at the start of the season. So that's why if you're asking me, and this is what I would do, I would be working with Portland to find a way to get Brogdon if he's available, and I haven't heard that he's available. I've just heard that teams are interested in probably calling Portland to see what it's going to cost. Gotcha. So that's what I need because what we saw last night was Jalen Brunson carry the team, put him on on his back. Julius Randle did not have a good game. He really played poorly after the first quarter. They had no one, and they were really reeling late in this game to a point where it's like we were looking at each other like, are they really going to lose at home to the Wizards? Like, this is going to happen? And Brunson probably was feeling it too, and he said, oh, hell no, it's not going to happen. And he ended up <clears> – <throat> excuse me. He ended up carrying them with a 20-point fourth quarter. I mean, 20-point fourth quarter in the second game of back-to-back, that's, a, that's an effort, man. That's an effort. So that tells me that it is now glaringly obvious – which still a few weeks to go before the trade deadline, that finding a capable, experienced point guard who can come off the bench and handle the basketball and handle some minutes just to give Brunson a break so he's, you know, 34, 35 minutes, okay. 38 to 40, you can't do that. Yeah. You're not going to be able to survive that. 
Wonder what the people think. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Joey on Long Island. Go ahead, Joey. Hi, Bob. What's good, bro? What up? I think it's, fun, it's funny to me, man, how every year around the trade deadline, we start overrating like a one-time All-Star or fringe All-Star and all and turn him into, like, the missing piece. I think DeJounte Murray is a good player. I don't think that he's – like, somebody's about to give up a whole bunch of first-round picks You're right. for him. I don't think he pushes anybody over the edge, mm-hmm. over the top. Right. I mean, he's been playing with Trey the last couple of years. He was playing in San Antonio the couple of years before that. Never really – you can't tell me of a playoff run that you've seen DeJounte Murray. And granted, he's been with the Spurs and the Hawks, but the Hawks got some talent down there. So, for, it, for it to be – messed up the way it is down there. It's just funny to me that everybody's hyping DeJounte. I think, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I do think the Knicks need to hold off on everything and go off to Donovan Mitchell in the summer. That's the guy, that's the kind of talent that puts you over, not a DeJounte Murray. In the summer is when the deal gets done. Think about this. They traded the, 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 the Hawks already gave up two firsts and a pick swap for him. That was a couple of years ago uh-huh. when they got him. So you imagine there'll be teams lining up. I mean, the I'm telling you, the least is three picks that will go in this trade for Murray, at the least, because they have a, they have competition now, and there'll be teams desperate to make a move. And you also got to think about. All right, I'm a Jazz fan. I know it sounds crazy. Quinn Snyder was a point guard, so for him to he's basically choosing right now between Trey. And DeJounte. Well, Trey sells so tickets. For him to be so, key, so for him to be so keen on getting rid of Murray, it's just surprising me that everybody turned to Murray into like well, the next, wrong. you know. Yeah, Joe, Joe, look, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. And 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 it's always about well, he'll fit better here. He'll be able to help Tom Thibodeau. He'll have the, there's all reasons to think. And I'm telling you, it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be a good move. It doesn't mean that people would get excited about what it could be. But I don't think it solves the problem off the bench. And now you gave up a ton of assets, and there's no other deals to be made now. Like, that's the problem. Derek in Harlem. What's up, D? What up? Yo, Bart, yo, real quick. That extra movie room you don't go into, pull up the HBO Max, right? You know, they got all the real sex episodes on there, right? Oh, real sex? You talking about real sex? Yeah, yeah, they got them on HBO Max. But look, see oh, they got them on HBO Max? Max? That's on Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go in the movie theater, sing your hand for like 15 minutes, let us fall asleep. You're going to feel like a new man. <laughs> yeah, man. Watch it in your other theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other theater. The one that nobody don't go into. You know, That's you the, one no, the one you haven't gone into in a while. Get off my mama. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on, the old 42nd Street, how it used to be back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about putting the quarter in and watching a little screen come up. No, is that some some Pee Wee Herman stuff right there? Never, never saw it. Never, no, no idea. (laughs) Man, we were in high school. We snuck into this one place, and my boy put in. I think it was like fifty cents, whatever it was. And then you know how like the it's not a curtain. It was like something that rose up, and there's this girl in a room, like it's a real person. And you, we all were like, ah, and we ran out. Like we just ran. It's, it's, no, it was, it was at least one of y'all that stayed. Times Square was different back in the day, man. It wasn't like it, it wasn't like Disney like it is today. A little different. <laughs> Derek, did we lose you? Hey, I'm right here. Oh, so go ahead. To my point. I got I got beef with y'all, but I'm getting to my point first. At what point do the um, the assets kind of like get weakened or what I say don't hold the same value? Because I agree with you about the um, doing the trade right now just to boast up your your roster and then in the right. summer try something. But who's out there this summer that like can really like for the starting lineup to 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 make the team get over that hump to like the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals. 
Yeah, that's the problem is we don't know. And I just think there's a lot of uncertainty. And, and this is the whisper around the NBA. Yeah, a lot of people bad. are saying this. There, There is what's coming after this season is a new thing in the new CBA they agreed to, which are, and I know it's going to sound like all convoluted, but just understand, it's basically, it's going to cost teams more money tax-wise the higher they are above the luxury tax threshold. So now there's a there's a double, a triple, like it's all this stuff. And there are teams that don't want to have to pay that bill. And so they're going to look at their payrolls and say, is there a big contract that we got to get rid of that we can live without or that we just don't want to pay? And, or we know we're not going to sign them, so let's move on from them. And so because of that, there's some teams that are saying this summer – there could be some big contracts and big names being moved by teams that don't want to have to pay a big tax on this. And so you might want to be in play for this in the summer rather than lose all these assets for a lesser player in, at the February trade deadline. That That's something that's being said around the NBA right now. And that's why I keep warning people that I think I don't see the Knicks making another you know, big Headline kind of move, Derek. I, I just I just don't see it. Andrew in Long Beach. Andrew. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good. Good. So awesome. So I was at the game last night. I had, the, I had the night off from work. And with respect to Clay Holmes and Edwin Diaz, Jalen Brunson is the best closer in New York since the great Mariano Rivera, okay? Mm. He, he's that guy. You, you need As we've seen this whole next 10 years, he's the guy. You need a win. He's going to get it for you. And a real feather in Thibodeau's cap as the Knicks coach, to go back to your point yesterday, Alan, is that multiple factors go into this, but Bronson and Randall are playing by far the best basketball of their career under Tibbs' tutelage, Yep. and they should extend extend Tibbs today. I mean, I, 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 I got Happy be, birthday. I mean, Andrew, and thanks for the call. I said what I said yesterday. I mean, the man is, is – what he's done – with the standard of this franchise, with the identity of it, with changing and where they were right before he came into where they are at this point, it just feels like, yeah, an extension is is to me, and I think for everybody, I think for, for Leon Rose and, and William Wesley, what they've done as well. This group and what they've done to get this franchise, all the turbulence is gone, and to finally get it stabilized and competitive, yeah. I mean, this, this whole group all needs... Um, to be rewarded with extensions, in my opinion. Ricardo in Cliffside Park. Ricardo. Gentlemen, I had a conversation with you guys a few weeks. First off, I hope everyone's safe with the snowstorm. You guys, too. Y'all call this um, snowman up in the Midwest, baby? No, this is yeah, snow. Yeah. This is snow. Go ahead. Here's the deal. We spoke a couple of weeks ago, and I was very, very upset with the fact that we gave up quickly mm-hmm. in the trade. Mm-hmm. Now, Listen. Alan, you, you said to me that day, I stuck the air out of the show. And you know what? Listen, OG, I'm happy. Look, 10 games, we won eight. And here's the deal. We're going to turn Brunson into the next Saquon Barkley, and we have nobody to help him out. Everyone's been saying that our bench right now is trash. Now, Ricardo, what? Ricardo, remember, though, I think on that day, I also said – that this can't be a trade made in a vacuum because of the hole that was created off the bench, and I felt like there's going to be another deal that should fix that problem or at least has to address that problem. I did say that. So we knew it was... But there's a lot of of the deals that are happening, though, or they're giving too many picks, and that's one of the things that 
you said too earlier today that we're starting to hoard these picks, which I hope in the long run these picks can help us get at least something decent. Now, listen, I'm not here praying for an all-star. I'm here praying for the Knicks to get to the playoffs and compete, and that's the issue. Brunson's going to get to the playoffs. We look great right now. But you know what? When we get to the playoffs, are we going to wear Brunson out? Listen, DiVincenzo, you were a big advocate last time we spoke. But you know what? He doesn't do it for me. The other guys don't do it. Look, McBride. DiVincenzo's been the last very show. good. He's been very good, just, DiVincenzo. But he just doesn't do it for me because, you know, if we get somebody, going to end up back on the bench. Listen, we didn't have to start quickly. Quickly would have been great to back up Brunson, and I get it. Quickly wanted to start. I don't see quickly starting anywhere else, to tell you the truth, in the NBA. I don't think He's really starting for the Raptors right now. Yeah, but that's the Raptors right now. But when he leaves the Raptors, who's going to sign? He's not going to leave the Raptors. Raptors. They're they're going to sign him to a. They weren't going to sign him to about a a hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract extension at the or not extension, but he's going to get signed. They should have tried to. The Knicks should have tried to at least keep him, at least to see what he would have done for the playoffs. They they may offer. They may offer. But Ricardo, the problem is, first they already talked about that stuff for the last off season, and they found out that he wanted to test the market and see the best he could get. So they knew they weren't going to be able to keep him. That's number one. Brunson was sort of in his way, and he wanted to be a starter, and they they knew, like, we're going to lose him, right? That's one. Now, they didn't know – nobody knew they were going to trade him in season, though. They thought it would be as a restricted free agent, but the only way to get Ananobi, who was an important piece to really help that fr- that starting five, which, again, look at the numbers. That starting five since the trade has been phenomenal. So I'm just telling – right. So I'm just telling you – that now what has to happen with this front office has to recognize it, and these games are showing us this, is that before the deadline, you've got to fix now the hole created now on the bench, which is a little bit easier yep. to fix than it is to create a hole, than it is when you have a hole in the starting five. Now you've got to find That's yourself right. a capable point guard who can take those minutes, and you don't have a deficit when he's when, when Brunson's not in the game. His on-off, when he's off the court – it is it is astronomically worse. That has to be something oh, that course. they fix, Ricardo. And we know this. They, they so did that with the magic, they, they did that with the magic. I mean, they they struggled with him not even playing. Not even Julius Randle knew what he was doing. Right. With that but game, you, and, but you can see. Right. It. Listen, our starting five. Yeah, our starting five is like these okay. girls you see on Instagram. It's all filters and all that stuff. But when you look at the bench, it's really in back there. It looks horrible. And that's why they've got to fix it. But but that's why. We've got a couple of weeks here, and there are options out there, and we've got to see. And thanks for the call. we got to run. But that's what they've got to fix. And last night's game, if it wasn't more, if it wasn't glaring already against Orlando, if it didn't show up at times against the Rockets, I mean, it was front and center in the second half of last night's game against one of the worst teams in the NBA when you had a hard time. Every time they took a nine-point lead, like they gave it away because the bench could not sustain a lead, and that is something that has to be addressed. So we'll see if they do. All right, 800-919-3776. Love the calls today. It's supposed to be a football Friday, so we will certainly get to a lot of football with you. But Audio Files is coming up next, so stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. 41 points to go along with 8 rebounds and 8 assists. Certainly Jalen Brunson, the key to the Knicks win over the Wizards. Earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said Brunson deserves MVP votes this year. Having a chance to see what this team looks like without Jalen and what this team looks like with Jalen and then the way that Julius and everyone else talks about what he means to this team. And you could make a real case that he should get MVP votes. I agree with that. Now, it's based on more than solely numbers. 
so he's not going to be in that ilk of of the elite elite player. I mean, he doesn't put up the same numbers as, as Jokic or you know Giannis or those kind of guys. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Bart, it's a football Friday on 98.7 ESPN. We can do it all by yourself. Brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com. Today. All right, so we'll put the calls on hold, but you can keep them coming at 800-919-3776. But right now, Bart Scott, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. So we were talking, Knicks, just a moment ago, um, and the Knicks have, have played well. They have after the trade, although they, they have you know, they had to earn these last two wins, um, especially last night against a bad team, but it took them to the end, and they needed a lot out of Jalen Brunson, who was spectacular at 40 points. But now, of course, everybody's getting into, as we're in the second half of the season officially uh, on the schedule goes, people are starting to get into this team, right? And so usually what happens in New York when they start getting into the team is that you start getting things like, you know, people wanting to put out some songs. So little D... Made this freestyle. Hold on, hold hold Lil D from New, from New York. Lil D, let me hear it's, it. Lil D, I think I know him. I think he hit me up on my Instagram. I, I, I inspire. I, you know, I gave him his yeah. inspirational stuff when he came. Right, well, well he, he just put together a little freestyle about the okay. Knicks. 
I'm an OG like Ananobi. Oh, yeah, you know absolutely. Blow out your candles like Randall. These other teams phony. The Knicks coming back. We done came from nothing. Ain't discussion. Break them like Jalen Pretty Brunson. good, right? We live from the Mecca. We gon' show you where the garden is. Can't guard the Knicks like Josh. I put my heart in there. Shoot like I'm Hardenstein. Wonder where I got it from. No, we so official like Mitchell. I'm straight Robinson. You and Vibe in my Puma Clyde. Surprise, do it die. I drop a deuce like Miles McBride. Deep in Chenzo. Homie got a bit in my prime. I'm going quitting on you guys because I'm spitting with grime. I had to spit a flow. Kill it though. Knicks who I did it for. Been a coach letting them know. Like Tom Thibodeau. We the pinnacle in the champion gear. Both this team bring a chip to the Madison Square. We here. D. What do you think? No, no, this my this my dude, man. Like, yeah. like, like he he dimmed me. Like I saw him doing this thing a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, little D on Instagram. You know right. what I mean? And we we you know we we um you know he tells me happy uh New Year's all that good stuff. I try and nice. you know give him little words of knowledge. But yo, it's funny though because he don't look like it, man. Even when he was a little bitty kid, got the glasses and all that stuff. Got the little jersey comb over with the part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know he mean though. I but like he it. he's been consistent too. He's been consistent with mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all good. Shout That's out to good. Lil D then. I mean, you know I mean? The, the only thing I'll add is that uh, no reference to me. Ah. I'm kind of disappointed. Well, you know what? I can Could have made you. some type of tie game reference. Could have said something about my stats. You know what I mean? I can DM. You, you got to let them know. Like, you got everybody's name in there. I can DM. I'm, I'm a DM right now. I'm a DM right now. This, I tell this, them, yo, man, you got to add. You got to do a remix. Little, take little, that. Take little, that. Little, little MSG Networks one. Like, get a little, little me, little Wally, Monica, Bill. Like Ellen Hahn with the Harlow. threes coming to the paint. No, 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 no. Not the playing <laughs> part, right? But just okay. something about, I don't know. So we, we got it. We're going to do Maybe we, D can add you, to this. Save you for the remix, eh? Maybe you can, yeah, maybe you can add to this. But it's still it was, it was really good stuff, though. It's all, I'm, a, I'm just joking. Um, but also, uh, after the game last night, the Knicks now, their focus goes ahead to tomorrow night. Tomorrow night at the Garden will be the Knicks and the Raptors, and that means, of course, the return of R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. So you imagine it's going to be emotional, right? And it was funny. Josh Hart responded to a, a tweet about like what what will happen, like how will the uh, R.J. Barrett wondering how the Garden's going to react, and Josh Hart said, I'm going to boo, <laughs> which, which, of course, he's kidding. But here's Brunson talking about playing against his former teammates, including – uh, someone he was a, a protege in a, a, in Emmanuel quickly. Those guys meant a lot to me. They kind of welcomed me here. They uh, just helped me introduce things uh, to this team and uh, obviously the city and stuff like that. So uh, we, have a, we have a great relationship. And uh, those guys mean a lot to me. Which is the best. And obviously, I hope they don't play well on Saturday. But um, I mean, those guys are capable of doing things. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that game goes. Do you think it'll be emotional? You think the crowd will. Because you've heard the callers. I mean, everybody Dude, misses quickly more than anything. Do we get a highlight video? That's like, you what know, RJ wondered. Yeah, you like, give him a video? Does he yeah, deserve man. a video? Dude, has he earned it? Has he grinded long enough with them to get a video? That's that's the question. Does Barrett and Quickly deserve a, yeah. I a think tribute you can get away video? With it. I would do one for no, think, both of them. Yes, yes One I video, think it, but yep. both of them. I think how you can we, get away with grew that. Up. I think you can get away with that if you would you do it emotionally. Would you do an emotional song like a sad song like I'm about coming how, home? I'm no, 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 coming home. not remix. that. Would you do something more along the lines of like like the watching your children grow up kind of thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we had to Just send you on your the way. Two of us. When I held you in my arms, I had to mean and dance. I knew I wouldn't let harm come to you. That yeah, yeah something like that. Anyways. All right, so from two that uh, that left to one that is back, and that is Marcus Stroman. 
the Long Island-born pitcher who did pitch for the Mets but grew up a Yankees fan and made that clear and wanted to pitch for the Yankees. And whether or not Yankees fans wanted him, the Yankees ended up signing him. And so he met the media yesterday, and we all know that there was a time where Stroman and the Yankees, there was some connection there. The Yankees tried to trade for him when he was with Toronto and then did not. And when asked why, um, Brian Cashman just said that, uh, what is it, that that it, it he wasn't a difference maker. Mm. Didn't feel like he would make a difference for them. And also said he might not even be in our rotation. Stroman Damn. then went to Twitter and went after Cashman uh, on that, and that got ugly. So Stroman at the press conference was then asked, uh, how did you and Cashman clear the air to get this deal done? It was quick, man. It was quick. We literally laughed about it. He let me know his quick little piece about how it didn't necessarily come out is essentially how he wanted it to. He let me know that I was someone who he thought was always going to be a good competitor, someone who could handle the lights, someone who thrived in the pressure. And that was kind of the ultimate draw. You know what I mean? I'm not someone who shies away from the limelight or pressure or the lights. I think a lot of guys would avoid, avoid coming to New York and, and playing for the Yankees because of that reason. And I'm someone who, like I said, I feel like it, it brings out the best in me. So I'm looking forward to this opportunity. I think Cash is kind of right there in agreement with me as far as he thinks it's going to be a good situation for the both of us. And yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Obviously, I grew up from Long Island. I grew up going to Yankee games and to be able to put on the pinstripes. That's something we all dream about as kids. So I can't wait. Did, it, did they get did they get him a discount at a discount? Because if I didn't get him at a discount, then I, I I don't know. It's a lot that comes with him, and he's not good enough to get away with some of the stuff and the antics that he has. Because sometimes he can be a bit of a distraction with his little Twitter beefs and all that type of stuff, how he takes stuff personal. So if I didn't get him at a discount at my price, at cheaper than what he may have wanted to come for or be willing to come for, then I don't know, man. It's two years, 37. So, I mean, it's not like they're – I don't think they're breaking the bank here. But it's also not Blake Snell or Dylan Cease or anything either. So you're not, you know, it's obviously not Yamamoto. But can he be? I mean, again, you got Rodon. I mean, is he? But yet, you got, um, I mean, Cortez. I mean, what 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 do you have in this rotation right now? But so he did pitch well last year. Remember, he was good last year. You know, he was an all star. So essentially, so essentially, he's replacing um, Severino. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess so, right? So we'll see what we get. But he's, he's of course, excited about it. Now, for Brian Cashman, is the rotation done? Is this what we're going to – is this what you got? Clark, Clark Schmidt also, let's also remember, always hurt, but will he be available? We'll see. So is this the rotation? I think our team overall is going to be a constant evolution. We, we have a very strong team, in my opinion, but we always look to try to improve upon it where we can and when we can. I think we have a good rotation if everything goes right, which you know is something you don't want to count on and lay back counting on. So we will constantly continue to look and tinker if possible. Uh, but we do like what we have at the same time. You know, I think we have a lot of bases covered with guys, but at the same time, it's 162 games that are right in front of us so we need to make sure that between the experience that we have currently in the rotation with the young guys coming up the rear that you know there is enough coverage and comfort and I feel like speaking on behalf of any general manager in the game you're never supposed to have enough coverage and comfort you're always supposed to think that you need more so if we can run into some opportunities that make enough sense you know it's a possibility but otherwise we do like what we have pretty clear that Whatever the cost is for Snell doesn't make sense for them. Whatever the trade that they have to yeah. make for Cease doesn't make sense for them. And then the, so they, they weren't involved in any of that stuff, and this is where they went. So 
this is your Yankee rotation for now until other things yeah, might we, shake out. Yeah, you know, we think about maybe they'll they'll do something during the trade deadline, see how it goes, see where the holes are. Hopefully they can lean on that bullpen and Garrett Cole can be who he's been um, for the most part, and that's a nace. He has been, and again, a Cy Young winner as well. All right, so we have football this weekend, Bart. Divisional playoffs begin at 4.30 on Saturday afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, the Texans at your Ravens. And, you know, like the Texans are that upstart team with the young quarterback. The Ravens, of course, the number one seed. It is definitely, to me, one of the most interesting games. And here's Ravens coach John Harbaugh because the Ravens and the Texans met at the start of the season. So how different are they since you last saw them? They're just 17 weeks better. You know, I think they do a good job. They've steadily improved every single week. I thought they were a very good football team week one. I think if you go back and check your record, you'll find that. They haven't surprised me or they haven't surprised us. They've done pretty much what I thought they were going to do. They're a very good football team. They're very talented. They play very hard. They execute at a high level. You know, CJ is just doing a phenomenal job. All right, you were at that game, Bart. What yeah, do you see the difference from week one to now the playoffs second round? I mean, I think he's more comfortable in the system. You think about, you know, um, playing the Ravens in that hostile environment, throwing for over 250 yards. You know, you look at what he's been able to do. He's going. He's been arguably, you know, not only like just the one of the best uh, player, one of the best young players, but one of the best players. When you consider he was on the MVP type of, he was in the MVP running before he, was, he missed the two games. Yeah, and you remember what happened when he. Uh, you know, got injured, but, you know, his his touchdown-interception ratio is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the, the greatest individual, you know, rookie season out of anybody that's ever, um, you know, played it, from, a, from a rookie standpoint. You know, even better than Cam Newton, which is impressive when you consider Cam threw for over 4,000 yards going against those type of people. You know what I mean? He, and he went in there, he thoroughly outplayed Joe Flacco when we thought what was going to be better, youth or, or, or wisdom, and the youth won out. And, again, we'll get deeper into a lot of the playoff breakdowns and everything else in the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, the next game, though, uh, on Saturday night is Packers at the Niners. And for some relationships here, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. of course. And Teaching Matt protege. La- Matt LaFleur talking about, you know, again, another number one seed in the Niners who have been a dominant team. The challenges of taking on the 49ers. Of course, remember, this is a team that went into Jerry World and spanked the Cowboys. Well, they got many challenges. You know how much respect I have for just their their overall scheme, but they do a great job of mixing and keeping you off balance in terms of their ability to run the football. Obviously, Chris McCaffrey, they got a great offensive line. Purdy has played at an MVP level. And then you have the receivers. Also, you have Kittle in there. So it's a well-balanced offense. You got to do something to kind of take them off their game somehow, some way. That's going to be the, our challenge. The challenge is going to be to try to keep up offensively, which maybe they can do. So, again, that's going to be an interesting game. All right, so on Sunday, uh, we have the other two games, the Bucks and the Lions. A bit of a surprise to see Tampa all the way at this part of the playoffs. But then you have the Detroit Lions hosting a, play, a, a divisional round game, which that's also something we're not used to seeing either. A lot of excitement anticipation around your Detroit Lyon, but Dan Campbell says, hey, Let's let's keep our feet where let's keep, let's be where our feet are. Is that the saying I was trying to say? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I want us thinking it's the next one. We got three left, and we got to go get this one right now. Let's do everything we can to put a good game plan together. These guys where they can digest, be ready to go, good practice, and let's go get this one, man. Then we got to gear up for the next one. So I think it's very much business as usual. You know, I think it's too early to start getting there. I think that's where you got to be careful. You get complacent. I think that's great for everybody to feel good and love 
where we're at, and but for us, we can't. We got to just stay stay on the tracks here. Uh, Bart, you know it's so hard when, yeah. when you're a franchise that just hasn't won in so long. The media, the fans, they get around you, and they just start anticipating of all the great things that can happen, and that can, as a player, that's very hard to separate when everybody's around yeah. you talking about, you can go to the Super Bowl, you can do this, you can do that, and it's like, yo, just focus on right now. Yes. That's hard to do. Yeah, step by step. You talk about David Montgomery – Yo, getting stopped, um, telling the story that he got stopped at a gas station with just a woman just saying, hey, thank you so much. How You don't know how much it meant. And you then you see the breakdown Amazing. that, that uh, Aiden Hutchinson had, and he said, this is for Detroit. Let's win this for Detroit. He said, I'll mm-hmm. keep this short and sweet. And the fact that he was concerned and thinking about let's win one for the city, this city deserves this because, he, remember, he's the Michigan player. He's the guy that's been there. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Michigan kid. Right. So when one of your best players is homegrown, he understands the gravity of what it means not only to the organization, the franchise, but also what it means to the city and the yeah. people who have struggled and suffered. Yeah. And we've seen the guy that's become like the, the sister gene type, right? When you look at what's happened with the uh, the guy that the season you know, ticket season holder ticket over sixty six, yeah. you know, years right. of season tickets holders. You know, you see what what happens in, in the impact. There's but, a lot you know, of it's and a lot they of ex- should be favorite, and it, and it's different, right? It's, you know, because people really thought that Matthew Stafford was going to come in there, and the prodigal son comes back and, and and gets it done, but now you talk about, you know, they're the favorite. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's picking Baker Mayfield over over no, Jared Goff the, and well, Alliance. and that's the dangerous thing. We're gonna, like I said, we're going to go deeper into this yeah. stuff mm-hmm. in the two o'clock hour. But let's get one more piece of. Of, of uh, audio in here, and that is for the last game. And this is going to be this is a rematch again. Chiefs and the Bills. It's Sunday evening, and for the Bills, this feels like it's. Are you ever going to slay the dragon, Josh Allen, on facing the Chiefs uh, again? Played them every year for the last, I think, four or five years. So I think it's two teams that are very familiar with each other. So the wrinkles that they put in, that we put in, that we adjust to, those are going to be key to, to winning this game. So, again, just trying to come in here and be as prepared as possible for game day. There's so much pressure on the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Like I said, 2 o'clock hour, we go deeper into the NFL games, the divisional games, the matchups, and also we'll get you the betting lines and how you can make some money, some lunch money on those games as well. All right, that's Audio Files, 800 919 3776. We will continue with calls and more. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, a football Friday. We'll get deeper into the matchups, what to watch for. I mean, it's a cold weekend coming, everybody. Be safe out there in the snow today. If you're driving, we'll get you through it. But the games are good matchups. A lot of great stories, so we'll break all that stuff down coming up 2 o'clock hour. Also, Alex Monaco, get you some lunch money with some of the picks that we have for you and different ways you can play and be part of the action, of course. Sebastian Maniscalco is coming to Madison Square Garden on Friday, September 20th. And Saturday, September 21st, and ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contest and submit your entry. It's brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. 
com. So as we were going again, going through all the different matchups and and whatnot that for this weekend's games, there is a couple of interesting stories, and one of them certainly has to do with the Bucks and the Lions, and and the whole thing that Bart was getting into about his hometown, Detroit Lions. But the comeback story for Baker Mayfield is also one that we can't overlook. So again, like I said, two o'clock hour deeper into that. I just want to mention one thing that came across today that is not you know it's not, it's not football it's not basketball it is simply just sports related and it's one that's really kind of heartbreaking sports illustrated has been uh a i mean it has been a staple in sports media it really is one of the originators right like it's where you got your sports Swinsup news a lot of too, times yeah. and everything else right well this works print, me, print media man but but still as far as like the standard it used to be that Things have changed a lot in our business, as we know. Uh, corporations have come in. They have bought newspapers. That changed everything as well with different influences. Uh, there's been a lot of that. And Sports Illustrated was not um, separate from it. And, in fact, got caught up in it. And today, a statement from the Sports Illustrated Union and the News Guild of New York that is Basically, that they are expecting layoffs at SI that could basically lay off the entire staff. The entire staff? Oh, the entire staff? Yes. You're saying like 100%. Well, that's what they're saying. That's- they, 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 this is the, the statement was, earlier today, the workers of Sports Illustrated were notified that the Arena Group, which is the corporation that took over Sports Illustrated, uh, is planning to lay off a significant number, possibly all, of the guild represented workers at SI. So, I mean, essentially it would be the end. That's the end of it. Right? Now, now here's the problem. What we also have seen that they have been accused of is this company that took over SI Did they started putting out, no. they started putting out articles online that were written by artificial intelligence, not oh, actual man. sports okay, writers. Got you, got you. So they're using AI once again. You you see this happening in the, what we just had with SAG after, right? When we had the you know not being able to use people's image and likeness with AI to kind of represent the person and also cheapen. You know that's that's plagiarism to a certain extent, right? Uh, no, when it's not a real person. It's you're just you you may, they they what but they the person sh- has to put the person has to put the data no. in the in the no they computer. don't no? Uh, no artificial intelligence is essentially just writing was writing stories that weren't real like they weren't features they weren't interviews they were just taking information about a game or something and then just presenting it as a story with a byline of a person who doesn't exist mm. and again like I said how 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 the mighty have fallen uh, Sports Illustrated like I said was once the standard of sports writing. The best of the best. You would. I mean, that was when I got it's into like the New York Times. When I graduated with a journalism degree, that the dream job was to one day write for Sports Illustrated, and we are at that point now where Sports Illustrated is it doesn't even have writers anymore. And what does it become? And yes, of course, the, the swimsuit edition was a big part of our lives growing up as well. But you always looked forward to 
I mean, when there was championships and playoffs, I mean, the front page, the covers of Sports Illustrated were a big deal. The yeah. stories about the behind the scenes that you never could get. The internet certainly has changed all of that. Sports writing will never be what it used to be. In the old days, when the writing got you behind the scenes, now, of course, you get a lot of things right away on social media immediately. Yeah. But still, this is a sad story it that is. is developing right now about about this magazine that was once, like I said, the standard of sports writing. Anyways, I, I knew it, I knew it was going the wrong way when my guy King left a couple of years ago. Peter, you know, yeah, say it mm-hmm. again. Peter King. Yeah, Peter. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, Peter, man, have developed a, a good relationship. Yep. Um, you I know, used to always he, look forward to Rick Riley's column at the back. Like he was always yeah. funny. He had the good, co- you know. I mean, there's just things that you always list. looked forward to. Yep. The great writers. Uh, that they had there and that they still have there that now you just wonder what is it going to be. Yeah. And it's sad. So I just wanted to share that with everybody who understands. Like, that's a piece of me. Journalism, obviously sports writing, something that matters a lot to me. All right, anyways, uh, football matters to Bart, and we will get into all the divisional matchups and all the money you can make off of it. But first, Bart, make yep. some money by telling me about Sansone. Yeah, man, Bart Scott here. You have to check out Sansone Auto Mall for yourself. I mean, it's the largest auto mall in all of New Jersey. You get to choose from almost 2,000 new and pre-owned vehicles across 10 top brands, Nissan, Toyota, Kia, Jeep, Mazda, Hyundai, and more. Sansone works with you to fit within your budget. Credit issues, Sansone does it all. They'll get you approved. Sansone works with over 20 banks so you can have more financing options. Tell them Bart Scott sent you, and they'll give you an extra $1,000 off your next vehicle. Sansong Auto Mall, Route 1 in Woodbridge, or visit SansongAuto.com, or guess what? Call 1-800-SAMSONG today, and they'll get you on the road. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Jerry Jones surprising just about everyone by not making a coaching change. Mike McCarthy will be back next year in Dallas as their head coach, so no Bill Belichick heading to Big D. Yesterday on the K Show, Don said one of the reasons for that non-move is because Jerry Jones wants to win his way. He is the Dallas Cowboys, and he doesn't want anybody taking any of his shine away. If he fired Mike McCarthy... It would be his the moral imperative to get Bill Belichick. And I think Belichick would have taken the job because he wants a Super Bowl and the Cowboys have immense talent and are very close to winning that Super Bowl. But if they did win that Super Bowl, it would be Bill Belichick's Super Bowl. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.